ready to take a ride, grab your coffee, and strap yourself in. If you listen, I can hear God's plan. Because the show is about to begin. You're listening, you're listening to the Omega Man Radio Network. Here we go. Are you ready? Okay. Hey, you don't have to reset your stream anymore. Just keep it running. Because I'm doing all the recording uh, from my desktop. Now, that's one advantage. No more refreshes required. Don't you like that? Hey, I know. I know new things sometimes can be a little upsetting for people. Uh, I don't like change sometimes, too, but this was a, uh, a change that needed to take place. We went to a new format. I'll explain more about that later if you haven't discovered it. Okay, let's go to Brother Joseph Farrar. He's standing by. How's the audio coming through out there? Let me know in the chat room or send me an email. OmegaManRadio at ProtonMail.com We've got 18 live listeners. I'm happy about that. Stand by. Hey, Shannon. There's the man. How you doing, Brother Joseph? Okay, brother. How are you? Well, I'm staying and encouraged. And uh, a cup of iced co- coffee helps me also. <laughs> okay. Iced coffee. <laughs> Have you ever drank iced coffee? Oh, yeah. You know. I had some uh, yesterday, yeah. I never discovered that till I got over to this part of the world. Now, they've always had it over there at Starbucks and places like that. But I said, iced coffee? What are you all doing? It's got to be hot. One day I tried it. <laughs> and I actually like it, so... Um, I kind of vacillate between the two. But um, I'm only on my second cup, folks, so don't worry. Um, it's all good. <laughs> I won't get too hyper just yet. Well, we're excited to be here with Pastor Joseph Ferrara coming to you from Port St. Lucie, Florida. And my friend, would you like to open us in prayer? The mic is yours. Sure, thank you. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just enter your gates right now with praise and thanksgiving. Uh, we just uh, are blessed to uh, give people an opportunity uh, to be born again and to become a Christian in the Christian church. Today is the day of salvation. Today is the day that the Lord has made. And if you do this and uh, receive eternal life, then you will spend eternity with Jesus Christ in paradise, in heaven, for all eternity, and that is the price that our Savior Jesus Christ paid at the cross of Calvary, and he did it for you personally and everyone that believes in Jesus Christ and uh, believes the work that he was called to do by his Father, and he was obedient And the song says, trust and obey, there is no other way. And Jesus did it. He obeyed his father and he trusted him. And the Lord raised him up. The Father and the Holy Spirit raised Jesus from the dead and he conquered death, hell, and the grave. So that is what you can receive today a personal relationship with the living God. And if you do not have Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, then uh, the Bible says uh, his word 
And you know that the Bible is the word of God, it is the mind of God, and you are dead in your trespasses and sins. That means that you're dead spiritually. You haven't received life. You haven't received the life of the Spirit. You haven't received the gift by grace of eternal life. So you're in the kingdom of darkness, and there's a struggle today that we Christians uh, war the good fight of faith against the kingdom of darkness. We occupy to Jesus Christ comes comes back. He is uh, the master builder of the church, and he will build his church, and the gates of hell will not prevail. So I pray today over this message that God has given me to preach to you and all that will listen real good to what the Lord is saying today to the church and to those that are not in the church. This is a double sword for all of us today to be encouraged, like my brother said, and uh, you can receive encouragement today, and God will do great works in your life. Great works. He promises to give you a new heart, a new inside, if you do what he says. Actually, this is a command, a command from God to receive his son, Jesus Christ. This is a commandment from God. So that's the way, uh, that's the pattern that Paul the Apostle received from, from the Lord Jesus Christ when he taught him that this is the method, this is what we preach, Jesus Christ crucified. Why was he crucified? He was crucified for our sins. He paid the debt that we owed. We owed the debt of our sins. We're all sinners. That goes for every human being that is born on the face of the earth is a sinner, and that was inherited by Adam and Eve in the garden. But Jesus became the victorious Adam. He became the new Adam, and he defeated hell, death, and the grave at the cross, and he paid for all our sins. The Bible teaches in the book and the epistles of John that he died for the sins of the world. That goes for every human being that would receive him. So I encourage you, all you that are the elect, that you are hearing the word of God today. Uh, this message is for you and for the church. God has a revelation for you today from the Apostle Paul, who his credentials was revelations, dreams, and visions. This is the walk that Paul the Apostle had with the Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, Jesus taught him, and this is what he wanted done uh, in uh, the Word. And Paul wrote two-thirds of the New Testament and gave us instructions. This all came from Jesus. Remember, Jesus taught him, and the Holy Spirit led him to write these words. So when you hear the Word today, the Word is not necessarily... Uh, from man. It's from God. God breathed upon man to write the Word of God, which is the Bible, and it's for reproof, for rebuke, and for sound doctrine. That means sound teaching. So now we just thank God for the intercessors 
that are praying with us right now. We thank God for Shannon Davis and his wife and family. We thank all those that support this ministry. We pray for more support for this ministry as we labor the labor of love for those out there that are in the church and outside the church. Listen attentively today, church. God's got a revelation for you. If you desire to reach the world, if you desire to win souls, if you desire to build the church, or if you're tired of what you're doing now and you're looking to the Lord for a new thing, well, this is not necessarily a new thing. This is a revelation that's in the Word that all those that uh, believe that God wants them to do this will obey the Word of God. Trust and obey. There's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. We pray for the sick and afflicted today. Lord Jesus, all that are suffering today, wars, rumors of wars, we pray, Lord, all those that are suffering, that you will move by your Holy Spirit and help them, and especially help the orphans, O Lord God, that you have a tender heart towards them and the widows. We pray that you will meet that need. You you will move over Uganda, Mozambique, these areas of the world that are very persecuted Christians right now, Father, and very need of water and food and clothing, and uh, we pray that you will pour out your spirit upon them and uh, bring laborers, O oh Lord, in the vineyard, and we pray for the missionaries there that you will touch them and give them enormous strength your angels will encamp about him. We thank you for this ministry, Omega Man. We ask for its purpose to be done today. We ask for the light to shine in the darkness that people might see the light and come to the light today, which is Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit shines the light in the hearts of men. And we ask right now for the anointing now for service to preach this word. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm going to the book of Titus, and I'm in uh, chapter uh, 1 of uh, Titus, and uh, Paul is writing this to Titus that worked with Paul. He became a co-laborer with the Lord, and he worked with Paul, and um, he was receiving instructions from Paul in this letter. And it wasn't only for Titus, it was for all of us. And he worked in this area, and it's called Crete. And it's a large island southeast of Greece in the southern portion of the Aegean Sea. It is 156 miles long and ranges in width from 7 to 35 miles. In ancient times, two great civilizations existed on Crete, the Minomen, involving the semi-mystical king Minos, and later Mycenaean. Then after 1,000-year period of decline, it was conquered by the Romans in 67 B.C. Crete enters into the New Testament history three times. First, on the day of Pentecost, Jews from Crete were in Jerusalem 
witnessing the notable events. Second, when Paul was being sent to Rome for trial, his ship passed by Crete. Third, after Paul's Roman imprisonment, he visited Crete and left Titus to establish the churches. So, Father, I pray right now for all those that are listening, Lord, that uh, have uh, the heart and uh, the desire in them by the Holy Ghost to start churches, to be encouraged today to listen to this message. Paul, a servant of God and an apostle of Jesus Christ, according to the faith of God's elect. That means those that will receive the Lord, the elect of God, the chosen of God, those that receive from the Lord salvation. God knows those that receive him. We as preachers, teachers, uh, preach the word and uh, give the word to the people, and uh, we don't know who is going to receive the Lord, but God does, but we're to preach the word. We're to sow the seed. God knows those that will be the chosen, and they will be born again. So that's why the Bible said, whosoever will, whosoever will receive the gospel. So we preach to everyone that's listening today, and the acknowledging of the truth. This time in Crete, there was a lot of false truth, and they were uh, deceiving the people. And uh, we live in the same times today where there are a lot of deceivers. The Bible says that, and in the last days, there will be deceivers will wax gross and worse, worse, with all their preaching to the people. And if the people will listen to them and obey what they preach, they will enter into bondage of false teaching, and they will be slaves to false teaching. They will be in bondage. It's not the truth. And that's many things that are going on today. Many false teachers are out there, false prophets, that are not teaching the Bible and what the Bible says. So acknowledging the truth, which is after godliness. So after you receive the truth, you start to become like God. You are not God but you become like him of the fruits in the spirit that grow from you as you receive the Holy Spirit in you. You are now the temple of the Holy Spirit, and you will change. If any man is in Christ, he's a new creature, all things are passed away. Behold, all things become new, and when you do that, you receive a new nature, which is Jesus Christ in you, and you start to change. That is the power of the gospel. That is the power of the good news. Jesus Christ, by the power of the Holy Spirit, changes our heart, and we start to be like God. We are not God, but we are his people. 
We are his disciples as we follow him, and we live godly lives. If people notice you after two or three years, after being a Christian, they will notice that there has been a big change in your life. They will see it, they will experience it, and uh, that's why we tell them that we're born again of the Spirit of God. We came to Jesus Christ and uh, see what the Lord has done, and uh, God has done many wonderful works in our lives. So the truth brings godliness, after godliness, after God. After you get saved is the term that you're saved from your sins. You're no longer a slave to Satan and your sins, and sin will not have dominion over you. So you read that in the book of Romans. We go now to verse 2, in hope of eternal life. Now, Jesus Christ gives eternal life to those that receive him. That is the blessing of God, eternal life. I told you in the introduction that eternal life means if you believe and you receive Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior and everything he did at Calvary for you, then you receive the gift that comes by grace of eternal life. Your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life, and you receive eternal life. That means that you will live forever with God and all his people, all the angels, all the saints in heaven. Eternal life, in hope of eternal life, which God that cannot lie promised before the world began. Isn't that something? Man, when I read that, that goes way above my understanding. But I know the word says that before the foundation of the world, God knew us. God knew all human beings. And God had a plan and a purpose for everyone and this is his plan, is that you be saved. That you be saved, that you be born again, that you serve God, and you will go to be with him for all eternity. God has a plan. He promised it. He cannot lie before the world even began. For God so loved the world, it says, John three sixteen. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth on him shall not perish, but have everlasting eternal life. God knew in his foreknowledge that Adam was going to fall. He knew it. He knew Eve was going to be tempted and disobey God. He knew Adam would disobey, but God had a plan. God had a plan. It's called grace. Grace to the human race, not by works, not by the commandments of the law. It's in the book of Romans. If you're studying God's word, read the book of Romans. Paul says we cannot be saved by the law. We cannot, nobody, nobody can serve the whole commandments. Sooner or later we'll break one. And God 
gave it for a reason and a purpose, and uh, we know that it's it's like it it shows us that we cannot keep it. We cannot keep it. We are not perfect human beings. We are marred. We have sin in us, sin in our nature. And God has shown great mercy, even the man that is writing this book, that God chose as a pattern of mercy to save what Paul calls himself the chief of sinners. Paul said, I was the worst because I was getting Christians killed. I was persecuting the church. But Jesus, you see that? But Jesus intervened, and I saw the great light of Jesus Christ, the resurrected Christ. Because back in those times, a lot of people did not believe in the resurrection. But Paul saw Jesus. Jesus was the light. He is the light of the world. It changed Paul completely, and Paul was changed and called to be a preacher and to preach to the Gentiles and to preach to lost sinners that were in the hands of the devil and preach repentance to the lost, to the Jew and the Gentile and to bring them out of the bondage of darkness, the bondage of darkness that everyone is in that does not have Jesus. So there's a kingdom of darkness which is headed by Satan, and that is our adversary. The Bible teaches that he goes about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may destroy, like a roaring lion, but Jesus defeated him. And now when you become a Christian, you have power. He has given you power and authority over your adversary. Hallelujah. In hope of eternal life. My friend, wherever you are, this is an opportunity. Today is the day of your salvation. I pray now in Jesus' name you receive this invitation. The Lord says, Come unto me, all ye that are laboring and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Come and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest for your soul. That means to have a relationship and to learn and spend time and learn about Jesus. Come unto me and learn of me. I am meek and lowly. That means I'm under control. I am under control. And I will give you rest. I will give you rest. What are people today dealing with fear Fear is one of the biggest enemies of the human race. And lies, lies. The Bible teaches in the book of Revelations, and it says that, it says that first, in the book of Revelation, that all liars, all liars, the first one to be dealt with 
as lost sinners, the Bible writes, all liars. All liars. I'll read that to you when I get it right here in God's word. He that overcometh shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. But the fearful and unbelieving and the abominable and murderers and whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters are all liars, and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. That does not have to be for nobody. God does not want you to be there. God wants you to be saved. God loves you. God loves you so much that just think of it. Think of the thought that Jesus paid for you, how he laid down a body just like we have, and they whipped him. They whipped him to his skin, was hanging off his body. Blood all over the place. All over the place where he was scrooged. Then he told them to carry a cross down the Rio de la Rosa. Then they told them to carry it up a hill called Cogata, which is Calvary. It's the face of a skull. As you look at the mountain, it looks like a skull on the inside. And he hung before two thieves. They nailed him with nails to a, to a tree. And it wasn't all polished. It was full of splinters. And the blood was covered and soaked from his hair down to his feet. Crowns in his head. Crowns in his head. And then they stuck a long sword in his side and the blood and the water came out. That's the scrooging, carrying the cross, nailed to the cross, a body just like we had. But he was strengthened by angels after he defeated the kingdom of darkness in intercession when he was in the garden. He told his disciples, pray lest you enter into temptation, to watch and pray. They watched the crucifixion, some of them. They watched the scourging. Some of them, Peter, denied Christ. Why? Why did Jesus do this? He had to be the lamb, the perfect sacrifice according to Scripture. He fulfilled the Scripture, the lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. You see, the sins that have you in bondage that have you chained up, that have the feathers that are binding you, that are binding you in your mind, lies 
and traditions of men that have been taught to you, commandments of men that are lies, and you're in bondage to that. Jesus suffered for that. That he might break those powers that have been given to you by this world and Satan, which is your adversary, to destroy you. That's what he wants to do. He wants to bring everybody down with him in hell. But we're not going because we're smarter than him. Because God has given us light. And God has showed all those that believe in the gospel that we have the victory. That victory is um Victory is mine, it says. When you're a Christian, who can stand before you? Demons have to flee. Victory is mine. Victory is mine. Why? Because of what Jesus did. With love. The greatest love that man has ever known was at that cross. The old rugged cross. The greatest love when Jesus opened up his arms he said, I love you. Come unto me. The Father made it known to all heaven, to the whole universe, to hell, where they trembled at his name and at the blood of Jesus. They ran. He hung on the cross openly before the witnesses that saw openly before the world, written in history books, and most of all written in the book, the Bible, the truth, the truth. That's what saves your soul. You see, you have a soul. God gave you a soul, and your soul is going to live forever. You're going to die someday. Nobody gets away with that here. You might live to 100, 105, 10, 20, maybe. Maybe. The most. But you're going to pass on. You're going to go into a different dimension. You're going to go to eternity. Eternity. And you're going to spend eternity somewhere. And that has been given up to you to make that decision. God gave us the blood of Jesus. He gave us his son. His only son he gave us. He gave us the best. He gave the best he had to offer to the human race. Excuse me, which God always does. He wants his best for you. Today is the day that you can meet his best. You can meet Jesus today in the spirit. And you can know in the spirit that you have God inside you today. And you can start your journey. Forgiveness. 
The greatest gift, I think, I think ever is forgiveness. That he forgives us for all our sins that we have done. And then we forgive others. And that's the miracle of being a Christian, is that you can forgive your worst enemy. And pray for them that they will meet Jesus and be saved. You see, the Old Testament was eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth. But Jesus said, love your neighbor as you love yourself. Pray for your enemies. Do good to those that despitefully use you. And bless them. You see, that's the nature of God. And you will have that nature in you when you receive Jesus. That's a miracle. That is a miracle. There's many people that are sitting in prison today. I'm talking about a literal prison. And they're there because they committed a crime. They've been sentenced. But you see, people that do not have Jesus are in a prison. And Satan has them bound with lies. And he tempts them with the things of this world. He blinds them, the Bible teaches, that they can't see the light. But the light is shining to you today, and he has manifested his word to you today through preaching. I have been called to be a preacher. I have been preaching since the day I got saved, 1980. I was called to preach by Almighty God, and I have to stand before God and give account that I have preached the word in season and a season, reprove and rebuke with all long suffering, doing the work of an evangelist. Paul said, Woe is me if I do not preach this gospel. He was tied to a Roman soldier in prison. And he preached to them and won them to Christ. It's committed unto me, Paul says, according to the commandment of God our Savior. He received it when he was on the road to Damascus. God gave him the command to go preach to the Gentiles, Jesus Christ, forgiveness of sins, that they repent, and to save them from Satan's dominion. He received the call, and he's writing, I've done the call, and I'm passing it on now to Titus. Titus is my own son, like Timothy. He raised him in the faith. And now he's going to set him up in Crete. Remember, these are apostles. Sent forth ones with the message. I believe 
in my understanding, there's a special anointing on an apostle. One that is sent forth with the message. And Titus was taught by Paul, worked with Paul, saw the miracles, saw the signs and wonders, saw the teaching. And now he's Paul's son in the faith. In the faith. He's not literally Paul's son. He's Paul's son in the faith. He raised him to be a disciple, a follower. After the common faith. What is the common faith? What is the common faith? People have faith in everything. People have faith where I'm sitting right now. I have faith that this chair holds me up as I sit on this chair. It takes faith to sit on this chair that the legs aren't going to break. Faith. By faith, we receive Jesus Christ as our personal Lord and Savior because we believe. Paul is writing here to a man that is going to take great responsibility. And there's people, I pray right now, that are listening to this. That you receive this revelation in the word of God. You see, a lot of people say, well, Paul reached the world and he didn't have no TV. He didn't have no radio. He didn't have none of that. But he reached the world for Jesus Christ. Well, how did he do it? Did he do it by himself? No. He sat under Jesus. Jesus taught him how to do it. Jesus is the master builder. I will build my church. The gates of hell will not prevail. Paul was taught by Jesus, and this was the revelation that he received from Jesus. To preach the common faith. All that will believe in the Bible, in God's word. Rightly dividing the word of truth. Grace, it's by grace that you're saved. Unmerited favor to the worst sinner. Grace, through God's mercy, it's by mercy that you're saved. And his great love that he saves us. And peace, peace with God, peace at the cross, Peace in our heart from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, our Savior. That's what you will receive when you get right with God. For this cause left I thee in Crete, that thou should set in order the things that are wanting, and ordain elders in every city, as I had appointed thee. He was appointed and he was chosen to do this work. And now he says these are the qualifications. If any be blameless, the husband of one wife, having faithful children, not accused of riot or unruly, for a bishop must be blameless, as the steward of God, not self-willed, not soon angry, not given to wine, no striker, not giving to filthy liqueur, which is money, 
but a lover of hospitality, a lover of good men, sober, just, holy, and temperate. Filthy liqueur means using money the wrong way or having a lust after money. Holding fast the faithful word as he hath been taught, that he may be able by sound doctrine both to exhort and to convince the gainsayers. Because there was a lot of this going on in Crete, false teaching. For there are many unruly and vain talkers and deceivers, especially they of the circumcision. You see, the Jews were going around saying, well, in order to receive Jesus, you must become a Jew. You must be circumcised. You see, Jesus is the Savior, and he was a Jew. So in order for you to become a believer in Jesus, you have to be circumcised. No, you don't. That is the law. You do not have to be circumcised. Your heart will be circumcised, means that the word of God will work in your heart and change your heart. But you don't have to be circumcised and become a Jew in order to be a believer in Jesus Christ. This is false teaching. Whose mouths must be stopped who subvert whole houses, teaching things which they not for filthy liqueur's sake. False teachers deceiving people. God help us. Making disciples of hell. That's what Jesus called them. Making disciples of hell. One of themselves, even a prophet of their own, said, The Grecians are always liars, evil beasts, slow bellies. This witness is true. A prophet of their own, talking about them, telling the truth. Wherefore, rebuke them sharply, that they may be sound in the faith. Rebuke them, tell them that teaching the people wrong, and they're believing the truth. They're not believing the truth. They're believing lies, and they don't want to change. They don't want to change and come to Christ. Not having heed to Jewish fables and commandments of men that turn from the truth. Unto the pure, all things are pure. But unto them that are defiled and unbelieving is nothing pure, but even their mind and conscience is defiled. They profess that they know God, but in works they deny him, being abominable, disobedient unto every good work reprobate. They lose their minds eventually because they will not receive Christ. False prophets, deceivers, going around for money, money for filthy liqueur. There's nothing more wrong with money. 
as you use it the right way. God's given everybody money to use it the right way, but they used it the wrong way for gain, gainsayers. So Paul said, set up churches, make elders. This is the way Paul reached the world. This was the method that God gave him to set it up all over Crete, all over the coast, set up, make elders, start churches. This is how the gospel spread, make disciples. This is how it said God had a method and God instilled it into Paul. Paul made disciples and he sent them out. Paul went and started a church and then he found a man or a woman that was able to do the work of the ministry and made them pastors and elders and bishops and went out establishing churches. And this is how the word spread throughout all the world. And this is the way it should be done today. Those that are listening to me that are called to establish churches. Get a group together. Start praying and seeking God. Send out disciples. Send out elders. Establish churches. And watch the movement grow. Watch the truth grow. Lift up Jesus. He said, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. This is the way of evangelism. This is the way that Paul did it. We thank God for technology today. God said he would do it. That knowledge would increase in the last days in the book of Daniel. But we thank God for the men and women that will lay down their lives and receive this calling and this anointing to be apostles, to be bishops, elders in the church, and to establish churches and watch the churches grow as they're under Jesus Christ. Remember, those that are listening to you, you must be called and anointed and appointed by God to do this like everything else in the faith. Everything else in the common faith. The common faith, all those that will believe in the Bible, in the right teaching of the Bible. The common faith. Salvation by faith. The crucifixion by faith. I am the resurrection and the life. Jesus being raised from the dead by faith. By faith, as you hear the word today, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Receive this word today. This word comes from the throne of God. Receive this word and act on it by faith. Pray. First pray. And if it's in your heart, go out and do it. Go out and do the vision. The vision's right here in Titus chapter 1. As Paul gave instructions to Timothy, Timothy was going to go to Ephesus to, to uh, be the bishop of the church at Ephesus. He had the same instructions. You see how Paul multiplied? You see how God used Paul to multiply, you see Jesus when he took five fishes and three, five fishes or three fishes and five loaves, 
And how are you going to feed thousands of people? He looked up to God and blessed it, and he fed thousands of people. How did he do that? God was teaching the disciples that their lives were to be multiplied. They were saved for a reason and a purpose to be multiplied. In what God did in their life, they were to give that to others as they multiply. God wants to use your life and to multiply your life and to watch it grow. And these will be the rewards someday as you stand before Jesus Christ and you put your crown down before him and he will reward you accordingly. So all those that want Jesus Christ right now, all those that want the common faith, the true faith, in the head of the church, the head of the Christian church, the godly church, the Christian church that believes in the Bible, that believes in all these great doctrines, salvation by faith in Jesus Christ. Have you heard the word today? Put your faith in it as it teaches you right here. That you're saved by grace, by mercy, and you receive peace with God. The same thing it teaches in Ephesians. If you've never made peace with God, then you're not in. You might say, well, I'm a good person, I do good works, you know. I'm not a bad guy, I'm not a bad woman, I don't do a lot of things that are really wrong. But God says we all have sinned, all of us. We all have to come to him and make it right. Even a little child at five, six, seven, eight years old knows that they've lied or they took a penny from their mother or father, they know it. They have that conviction. And they tell the truth. And a lot of them get saved right in Sunday school, eight, nine, ten years old. And that's where their life begins as a Christian. Liars. Liars. God wants you to have the truth. He is the truth. He said before the whole world, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. No man can come to me except the Father draw him or her. And no man can come to the Father unless he come through me. It's a work of God. It's a work of God, not by man. It's a work of God. Are you ready today to receive the greatest gift in the world? Are you ready to meet the greatest person in the world that God gave to us, his father gave us, Jesus? 
God will save you as you put your faith. And by grace are you saved because of God's mercy and God's peace that you will receive. And you will have peace yourself. And you will have peace with God. No more wall between you and God. No more bridge between you and God. Everything will be right as you make things right with God today. You need to do this because your eternal life is at stake of where you will spend eternity. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. That's what Jesus says. That's the way he came, with grace and truth. I'm going to say a prayer. All of you that want to get right with God right now can do so by saying this prayer. You must believe by faith. And you must be sincere with God. And um, I'm going to say it, just do the best you can. And talk to God. You have to talk to God. I'm going to help you. So all those that want to get right with God, all those that want Jesus, all those that want eternal life, just pray with me. Just say, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I believe and I know I'm a sinner. And I ask that you forgive me of all my sins and wash me clean by your precious blood. I believe you came here 2,000 years ago. I believe that you went to the cross and died for me and shed your blood. I believe that you died and rose again from the dead. And right now I stand before you by grace. I stand before you, Father, and I open my heart. And I receive Jesus Christ into my heart as my personal Lord and as my Savior. I believe everything that he did for me at Calvary, the perfect sacrifice. And I receive him now. And I thank you for salvation in Jesus Christ. And I thank you that my name's written in the Lamb's Book of Life. I thank you, Lord. I thank you for my salvation. And right now, according to your word, in the book of Romans, chapter 10, I am saved. I confess with my mouth, and I believe in my heart. If you don't have a Bible, get yourself a Bible and start to read the book of John, the Gospel of John, and pray and ask the Lord to guide and lead you to a full gospel church. And attend church regularly so you can have a pastor or an apostle teach you. 
because God has a plan and a purpose for your life. And in time, tell someone what you did. Spread the word. Tell someone that you gave your life to Jesus and uh, you're on your way to a new life. This is the beginning. This moment is the greatest moment of your life. And now Jesus, the Holy Spirit, has come into you. And you're a temple of God. Until next time, this is Pastor Joe and Joanne. Thank you for believing in the common faith. We love you and Jesus loves you. Amen. Amen, my friend. What shall we title the broadcast for today? Yes, sir. The common faith. I love it. My friend, God richly bless you. Thank you for coming on today. And we'll see you again next time. Okay, love you, brother. Thank you. Love God you bless too. you. Great word, Amen. my friend. God bless. Thank you, brother. God bless. Okay, friends, stand by.